Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. We are going episode by episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and talking about life things. Uh, today we'll be talking about episode four of season three, Beauty and the Beasts. Without further ado, let's head into the library. And we are back. Woo! Well, I'm back at least. Omar physically. is back. Remember a few weeks ago, we were like, with the magic of editing, well, it'll be like I was never gone. <laughs> I do sort of. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that didn't yeah. Omar, uh, if you didn't know, was in Australia visiting Dale. Yes, yeah, previous guest, mm-hmm. uh, Dale Kingsmill. Double guest, I think. Yeah. Double guest. Yeah. yeah. Double guest Dale is what she's <laughs> referred to as right now. now by me. <laughs> in this exact instance. Um, I, we have a lot to get to in the episode, but... Australia was great, and I brought you guys back some stuff. <laughs> Yay! I uh, love we're gifts. Doing this, now? this is great. Let's do it now. Oh, okay, so we're doing this. <laughs> and with reference to, sorry. For Chris. Oh. What is it? It's Earl Grey tea. Hot, oh. eventually. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. From Cole's, the grocery store <laughs> in Australia. Love and then... Australian Earl Grey tea. For Holland, your gift is a little more of value because these are technically illegal to have in the United States of America. Oh my God! They the fine can run up to two thousand five hundred dollars. You I mean you you just admitted it on a pod. You can order them on Amazon, but you have to order weird ones in large quantities. No, these are great. This is very exciting. And there's no picture evidence. That's yeah. true. Yeah, we you could be making this, this up. And sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. No, these are these are great uh, because I got uh, I got some of these in Europe. Um, Actually, I got some in Canada too. Uh, yeah, it's been a really is. long time since I've had one. <laughs> They'll know what it is. They can figure out. I mean, do you hear that sound? <laughs> if you recognize that sound, they're illegal in the U.S. They're really tasty. You can buy them technically. I think in I've seen them in Boston, and you can technically order them on Amazon. And again, weird quantities. Um, and that's this hints. I've it's akin to surprise. God damn it. I was like, they were going to guess. Do you want me to cut that out? No, it's right. fine. But Like to Kinderstad, the killer in Buffy yeah. season two. Killed by death. Anywho. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, great. Omar. It's great to be back. I love Australia. It's I definitely great. am going back soon because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and really good coffee. Really good coffee? Coffee. Uh, <laughs> now I was away for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was away for a while, and I was pretty busy uh, hanging out with Dale and 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 having adventures. So I didn't get a chance to watch the episode recently. Maybe you were also in Australia, and maybe you also missed out on the episode. Luckily, Chris Bramante is going to give us a little cram session where he's going to summarize this very <laughs> emotionally disturbing episode. Oh, yeah. In five beautiful and beastly sentences. Mm. All right, Chris, take it away. So Buffy is back in school, but in order to do so, she needs to engage in regular visits with a guidance counselor who isn't really there to judge her and actually is kind of a helpful, emotional guy. One. One. (laughs) Great. Meanwhile... A student has been murdered, and Oz was out of his cage when Xander fell asleep, and he is focused on as the probable suspect for it, 
and it's really bumming out Willow, but is also secretly bumming out Buffy because she has a big secret, that is that Angel is back from hell and he is feral. And maybe it was Angel that did it. Two. Buffy is starting to date a guy named Scott Hope for some reason. And as she is now kissing him on a regular basis in public and treating him like he's an actual sort of boyfriend-girlfriend type situation, she meets his friends, which are these two people named uh, Pete and Debbie. And Pete and Debbie seem like there's something kind of horrible going on because there is, because Pete is drinking this potion that he made to become super macho and it makes him beat Debbie and abuse her and it's horrible. Four. No, three. 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 Or four? Three. That wasn't fourth. That was the third. 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 Okay. Upon discovering that Oz is not the person who is murdering these people, the Scoobies are relieved, and they are working tirelessly to figure out who it was that was behind the murders. And eventually, they kind of come to the conclusion that it's this Pete guy who has this potion and has a Dr. Jekyll-type personality that switches back and forth and then when he drinks the potion he becomes super crazy and he beats his girlfriend and Buffy comes in and is about to fight him to the death right in the moment where she's about to have to decide whether to kill him or not feral angel shows up and murders him four um at one point he killed the guidance counselor as well and <laughs> Buffy's still kind of dating Scott, but now we kind of think he's kind of weird and it's kind of shady because it's like, those are your friends? Five. <laughs> <laughs> great. I think that's everything. Yeah. 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 Anything? You get everything. Okay. That, yeah. I that was great. I got to that last sentence and I was like, I think I already told it. <laughs> no, I mean, you underlined it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was great. That was excellent. Uh, we got everything we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, really quickly, before we get too far uh, into this, there has been a little bit of activity on social media in terms of Scott versus Owen. Yes. And we should probably address that. Yes. Yeah. So I did a, uh, we did a poll that was who is less worthy of Buffy, Scott, Hope, or Owen, uh, who is the worst. But turns out the viewers slash listeners don't think that. They think Scott's the worst. And you know what? Scott kind of is more the worst. What do you think, Holland? I agree because you guys like <laughs> you guys were so on this answer. like oh it is the worst trade and I was like I mean he's not great but like he's also not terrible like I mean all, all he did is he thought Buffy was really cool and maybe like liked her for the wrong reasons but he didn't do anything like bad like it's not like he had these weird friends that like mm-hmm. his best friends from forever one of them was like beating the other one Owen was just kind of like Alone. Really into Emily Dickinson. Yeah. Was, uh, maybe we were too oh. harsh on Ellen. No. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. We should just be more harsh on Scott. Yeah. Scott is the double worst. Yeah. Double worst. Yeah. A DW. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So everybody voted that. I don't think there was a single Owen vote in the mix. You didn't count my vote? I, oh, did, did you? Just kidding. I don't think you commented. Uh, no, but you and I talked about okay. that. We also, still... like, Owen's only around for one episode. Scott, yeah. like, you have these multiple episodes to, like, see, mm. like, maybe he's fine at first, and then... You know, Owen is bit. consistent. That's what I like about... That's not what I like about him, but if I were to give... If I was forced mm-hmm. to give him a medal for anything, I would say 
that Owen is consistently terrible. Whereas Scott has like peaks and valleys. Where yeah. he's like he's really into like silent film and stuff like that. But do you think he King. really was? I mean, I don't know anyone who's fakely into. I feel like I fifteen do. minutes into like a silent film, you're just like, you know what? My my cover's blown. I can't do this. I think that would have happened with Scott. I think that he looked up something that sounded cultural mm-hmm. Ooh, and okay. invited her on a date. And I think that Owen, say what you will about Owen, yeah. I think he actually really digs the work of Emily Dickinson. Yeah, yeah he definitely did. does. <laughs> and probably would even know more about silent film than Scott actually did. That's a pretty good point. He was like, oh, Buster Keaton, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't know anything about Buster no. Keaton. Yeah, that's true. The only thing that we found out about Buster Keaton was that Keaton's key, which is not a reference to any of his films. If no. it was just like, he's the only Civil War general I can get behind, that would be something, right? Or if he's just like... <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I'm glad that Sherlock had a kid, right? Again, great. Sherlock Jr. <laughs> reference. We get it. We have an understanding that he's, he, he's seen his films. But Keaton's key, I don't remember any keys. No, I don't think he ever no. used any keys. And if he was just, I think he was just using the word key like it's like good key. And it's because I mean, I got key. that. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's the first part of the word Keaton. Yeah. It was a play on words. And he thought he was being so clever. Yeah. But the only thing, and this, I mean, obviously we're referencing previous episodes, but uh, he... Uh, where Oz says, like, and he gets special points for using the word mosey. He's like, if you want to mosey on down yeah. here. Or was that this one where he said mosey? No, I don't think it was this episode. I think it was uh, the last one. Yeah, I think that what we should really be focusing on is, like, Pete is the worst. Like, oh, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He's worse I mean, we're spending Scott, so much time being like, oh, and Scott. Like, yeah, they probably have their uh, negative uh, uh, aspects, but Pete. On the other hand, Pete, Pete is a yeah. gross, terrible human. Yeah, yeah. No, Holland no is, positives right. there. Yeah, <laughs> Holland is through the the true ice bucket of even water when he's the truth. being quote unquote like a normal Pete who's good. Like the line where he says, "Oh, I have it written down." Oh, yeah, check out Scotty liking the manic depressive chick. I was like, "Holy Ooh, crap! Yeah. That's the grossest thing." Yeah. That, like, I don't know if this is overstepping uh, personal bounds here, but I got a glance at Holland's notes, and one of her notes is just in all caps: "F period this period dude period Pete." <laughs> <laughs> and then he says that bit where he's like, "You know I shouldn't. You, like, you know you don't want to make me like this." Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. After that whole outrage, you're like, "Oh, yeah. maybe like it's still gonna be bad." But he's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry." But it's like, he's like, uh, "You know, you you can't do this." And I was like, "Oh no." Yeah. I was like, Joss her. is just going there. He is mm-hmm. just straight up like this is, this is clearly not even a metaphor. This is just I'm gonna show you exactly what's That's happening. That's such a spotlight mm-hmm. on like uh, abusive behavior because mm-hmm. like physical abuse is is one deplorable thing, and it's another effect to like assign blame yeah. onto the victim you know yeah. mm-hmm. and this was a marty episode right and yeah. she this isn't the last time she will address this no topic. goes for it yeah yeah and ugh, i guess the only way it's even kind of metaphorizes at all because it's like his demonic self isn't that much different. It's just a potion, right? Yeah. He, it's so. like kind of Jekyll Hyde-ish. But, yeah. And then that's when they get to the end of it where Cordelia's like, wait, what happened? And they're like, yeah, I mean, he started making this potion. She's like, oh, so it was just really him. Like mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, God. And I was like, so yeah. That's yeah, what I've him. heard a lot of like, mm-hmm. I've heard of like, I, I love uh, Jekyll and Hyde, like the, like the Stevenson book. Mm-hmm. Um, and... There's, I've seen so many readings of it where it's like, it's about, 
you know, that time in England where there's the duality of being proper and being like terrible. But in the book, it's pretty clear that like, it's just terrible. It's just like revealing the doctor's terrible behavior and sort of like just peeling back like the id a little bit. Um, Or I guess peeling back like maybe the super ego to reveal more of the id because he just goes out and like tramples like a girl in the street or whatever. And I like that this episode touches back. It's just like, no, no, no. It's like, it's not like, oh, a good guy becomes bad after he drinks a potion. It's like a bad guy just excuses his bad behavior mm-hmm. through the potion. Yeah. And I mean, Dor- Dorian Gray is kind of the same way. So I guess it starts off with him being like innocent and like nice. But Dorian Gray kind of does the same thing where it's just like, it's not physically affecting him. Mm-hmm. So he just like does whatever he wants and just like is terrible. Yeah. And it's. It's Young people, am I right? Terrible. Um, yeah. Yep. And then does it say, but to to tie Scott into it a little bit, I mean, it definitely says something about him that it's like that's your best friend. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. it's don't not see hidden any behavior. of his other friends. Yeah, There's nothing against Debbie, but it's like the fact, and like even. Even when Scott's not potionized and attacking her, yeah, just her, the stuff that he says. The stuff great. that he says, yeah. it's like that's who you're chilling with. And this yeah. isn't like a like a one-off, like touched by an angel episode where it's just like these people didn't know better. Like in Sunny, we've seen so many episodes, and people are so conscious of like violence and abuse in this show and in this universe mm-hmm. that it's not a thing where like Scott can just be like, oh, I didn't really know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was too yeah. busy Wikipedia and silent film directors. Mm-hmm. I guess it would have just been encyclopedia checking. He would have just had to look up safety last yeah. in a book. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. Yeah. Unless he wanted to, you know, create a relationship with Malik the Destroyer. That's true. Which you know what? Wouldn't put past him. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a really, really heavy episode. And something that's great about it too is that. Tying both Angel and Oz into it. Yeah. Oh, God, And that whole thing of... Because for a minute, we, even as viewers, don't know for a fact that Oz or Angel did not murder Jeff, which I think was the name of the student. Yeah. And I thought that... What I loved about this episode, too, in terms of it kind of being an Oz episode... I mean, it's not like it's focused on Oz, Mm -hmm. but... To me, the Xander coming in for Ozwatch mm-hmm. is the first extreme normalization of Oz's werewolfness. Yeah. yeah. And that to me is like, because season three is like, okay, the gang is united, all the major players are there, and this is where it feels like the most Buffy-tastic, as I believe was the exact term you used in a previous <laughs> episode of this. But it's like, Oz in the cage is something cool. Here we are. It's yeah. home. We're here. But then, and, and the fact that Xander's foolishness is not just throwaway silliness. It's like it actually has negative consequences. Exactly, yeah. 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 And it's, and that's something I love about, like, weed new writing is it's not um, just, like, oh, a bad thing's happening, we gotta, like, put it out. It's that people's mistakes make other members of the team feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, we see it, like, Ultron and stuff like that, where it's just, mm-hmm. like, people feel really guilty for other team members' actions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the angel guilt, too. Because it's like she's harboring and keeping Angel God, a secret. secrets. Yeah. Oof. And she's keeping Angel a secret. She can't tell the gang. And then when she goes in, oh my God. And then that scene where just like all hope just gets sucked out of this episode. Uh, when she goes to tell the counselor mm-hmm. about Angel. Yeah. 
And then you see the cigarette, and then when she gives this whole emotional speech, like I have no one else to turn to, and Sarah Michelle is doing an amazing job. And then you see the cigarette, and it's burning, and he's dead, and he's been yeah. murdered. Ugh. Also, why is he smoking inside? I guess it was still legal. Because he's like a cool guy. I know, but it's like, was he? Uh. <laughs> no, it, it's illegal in California, right? This episode, this is a 98 episode. 98, 99. 99 or 2000. Probably. This is 98. 98? 98. It's definitely illegal to smoke inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So it's illegal to smoke inside. Yeah. I for, think to my knowledge. It's, it's, it's a, it's she's a great going way, to a casino I don't know. It's for a great counseling. way to see that a character mm-hmm. is dead, but I was like, why is he uh, smoking inside the school? That scene reminds me a lot of several scenes in Jurassic Park. Like, that's all I have to say nod. about that. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was a specific nod to something, and I feel like if we looked... Like M or something like that, like a classic. Maybe because like, Knox I feel like, loves I feel like that must have those been A very specific kind mm-hmm. of like nod to this, that, or the and then she other wrote thing. the new Fright Night. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. That. Uh, oh, another thought that I had was that this is the first time that Oz's condition isn't used for comedy. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. Like even in phases, it's not necessarily comedic, but the stakes are rather we, low. Yeah, yeah, we it's we we throw it in the sort of shallow end of the pool. Yeah. But this one it's like this could be bad. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. And I think that with this fear and with Willow feeling the fear, it, it connects her to Buffy in a way that she hadn't been before. Yeah. Cuz she never was able to really relate to her with the angel thing and yeah. now she can cuz even though, you know, she gets to have Oz back, he does have a violent monster inside mm-hmm. of him mm-hmm. who's capable of killing when you guys are inebriated, mm. be it from any substance and or just having to stay up all night studying for class that we have during the weekdays, uh, what would you say is like the one uh, characteristic that gets accentuated, emphasized, if you will? Um, I'm just very friendly. Just very to- talkative. Yeah. Friendly. I can see that. Um. I'm yeah. sure you have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it tomorrow night uh, at happy hour, four yeah. to seven. <laughs> yeah. um, That's the good version. Friendly, talkative. Yeah, I don't think that we need to descend into. I, I don't think we. I've have been bad very ones, good right? at there. There are times, and I don't think that I turn into this version of self anymore mm-hmm. because I've made a specific action of making sure that it never gets to this point. Sure, but that where I would. Almost delight in conflict with someone that I didn't quite like. Okay, you'd revel in the combat with an enemy, with yeah. an nemesis. If there was an enemy or a con or someone that I didn't think was cool or something at the thing, and this is not like I would never do this as my normal self, mm. and I don't think that any version of my drunken self would do this anymore. This is probably like like five years ago. Sure, but would like be very comfortable, if not enthusiastic, to go and be like the opening scene and Romeo and Juliet biting my thumb at some dude. Because I'm not violent. I would never um, fight no, anyone. No, I, I do this too. I don't think I do this anymore, but I I don't think I do this anymore, but I've done this. Because like when you're drinking and you're just like, oh, this is something I've always wanted to say about this person. This person sucks. Like, look at that. Because I'll just get really like, I just get really confident. And even if like mm. we're out in a group of people, I'm like, oh, look at that dude. That dude's doing this thing. I'm going to go to him and say this. I'm like, no, no, no. No, Helen. Don't oh, do that. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm going to say something. I'm going to do something. It's like, no. No, don't do that. Yeah, like, you get why not? like why not? Why not? Why wouldn't I do that? Blah blah blah. And I just like very like fuck the system. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like super NWA when we're <laughs> yeah. uh, 
Yeah, like if we're playing a game, like a word game, like a heads up or something like that. I get so competitive. You're like, but you're like, if someone misses it, you just chop them slowly into little pieces. It's one of the greatest things to watch. You didn't know Humpty Dumpty? Did you not go to school? <laughs> it's true. Oh I do that and I don't notice how mean I get and then I feel bad because I'm like, what are you doing? Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know mess. if I have a specific characteristic that I go into anymore. Uh, but I have a stock character I've noticed that like I'll descend into that I think is really funny and I just don't get out. I don't know if you guys have like noticed that. Well, I stopped drinking, so I guess it's kind of different. But entirely? No, well, not not to the point of that. <laughs> I had a drink tonight. You you drink. I was like, I just <laughs> drank with you. <laughs> well, and you know that. Now I'm dead drinking. Some of them that don't my, count. That was my last drink. Just yeah, kidding. Yeah, that's not funny. I mean, I'm not um, actively drinking now. I'm speaking. <laughs> you can't speak <laughs> and drink. No, I'm not a ventriloquist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but like i mean uh i like it's not like a thing where i'm just like i'm going out till i get drunk like i'll have like a drink or whatever mm. but i think that like i have that like this i'm gonna see if i can channel it now or i'm just like so you guys if we're doing this then maybe later tonight we could go and get some food and i just like for some reason talk like that and i don't know why but it's just like easier for me to talk like that you did that. You did that a little bit at the beginning of this podcast. I did. I recognize when you do that voice. Yeah, that's so it's like interesting. Weird, I don't well, know how did, what, what activated is. that? Is that like what a did I even Russian say? voice? No, I don't know what it is. I feel like you're trying to be Italian or something. Is it? What's his name from um, episode one? Who owns Anakin Skywalker and Smee? Watto. Watto. That's it. I think it's. Him. He's like that. Yeah, but it's like less racist. <laughs> but no, no Watto is super racist. No, I'm saying oh. my version. Oh yeah, less yeah. I'm a uh, toy daddy and my tricks don't work on me. I don't get... Th- Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's like, why not? You guys, of all species in the galaxy, doesn't work on I think Qui-Gon is just... A shitty mind Not trigger. good. I think he's not good. I think that he Ray just... could have done that. Ray could have tricked Easily. Ooh, spoiler warning. <laughs> I mean, my friend Ray, Ray... Frankson. Yeah, Ray Frankson, a... who works at Arclight, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, Sherman Oaks. Yeah, so, uh, so continue. Um, I wrote something called the Noxon Doctrine. Please continue. Um, Noxon Doctrine, uh, men as beasts. Oh. And that I think it carries through to the end of the series. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to continue to look for it as it goes on. And I don't mean that in like a... Gen- I don't want that to sound strange and... It didn't sound strange until you're saying it. Until it still I'm doesn't it. quite sound strange, yeah. but I feel like I should feel weird about it the yeah. way you're treating it. No, uh, yeah. I think it's accurate. The Noxon Doctrine is men as animals, men as beasts. And uh-huh. This is the episode that really solidifies that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some of the angel stuff last year, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's this triple. It's not like it, there's no demon reasoning, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of exactly more and straightforward, it's, and it's consequence driven because it's like and it's like. And jealous isn't something that's just going to be easily forgiven. And that's something we're going yeah. to experience this season. Oz is not always going to be this fun little sweet guy who's sometimes a werewolf. He has the potential to do actual harm. Sure, yeah, yeah. And that the reason that that stuff, it's like, yeah, none of our Scoobies are going to be uh, abusive, physically abusive. But getting to experience it in a very real, uncomfortable way is sort of Marty's way of being like, that's the world. This right. isn't just playtime. 
this is actually the uncomfortable truth that is people being awful to each other. Yeah, you know? yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited. Well, I'm not, I don't know if excited is the word, but I'm invested yeah. in this ongoing... Um, the Knox and Doctrine? The Knox and Doctrine, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I also wrote, uh, I'm quote, I'm not helping, am I? The Xander Harris story. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to read that book, like an autobiography of Xander from yeah. Xander's perspective. Yeah. yeah. That'd yeah. be great. I also have other little things. Like Faith is extremely Boston in this episode. And it's not, the accent's not good. The accent, but she is from Boston. I know, and that's the thing. But I feel like she just does it, because I, I don't think I noticed it until I'm rewatching it now, and you know it's supposed to be a Boston accent, and you know that like she already has that Boston accent, but it's just like a little too much. You think she's doing it too much? Yeah, like she's clearly, it's... I like it. I don't know. I noticed it particularly in this episode. I was like, oh. I've heard that the Bostonian accent is actually what the older uh, 1700s English accent sounded like. Oh. And so lots of times when people are playing English characters from the 1700s during like revolutionary war films and stuff like that, they're doing it wrong because it's contemporary English Ooh. accent when really it should be more Bostonian uh. in its cadence. What about Boston? Got the cost that sorry. That's not <laughs> sorry. sorry, sorry. I think that's three. Yeah, three. the red three, right? That's for Claire. Uh, that's for Claire. A, a new listener of ours is part of the Hamiltons gang. Oh, she's listening to the entire thing. And one yeah, time, you met Claire. Yeah. yeah. And one day she'll hear this. Hi, Claire. Hello, Claire. <laughs> From the past, Claire. Or the future? We're saying uh, hi from the future right now. We're saying hi from the future. Make me stay. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> oh, Jeff Walken is the name of the dead guy because I had an idea for a Dark Horse Buffy series mm-hmm. called Tales of the Dead. They have Tales of the Slayer, they have Tales of the Vampire, and I was thinking Tales of the Dead, which is that you find you get the names of all the characters that are off-screen deaths in all of Buffy and history, and you write a, write a little comic about them. Whoa, that's a great that's idea. A lot. That's a lot. Oh yeah, so this will be like Jeff just living his day, and then it ends with Pete wow. mauling him. You should pitch that to Scott Alley's daughter, because Scott Alley is no longer... Is Scott Alley's daughter took over? Yeah, Scott Alley's daughter took over. What's her name? Allie? Allie Alley? Allie Alley. <laughs> Oxenfree. <laughs> do, do we know why he killed Jeff? Um, accident? Uh. It was an accident? I mean, like a murder accident. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a radio drama that needs to happen. Murder accident. <laughs> but it was an accident. Oh! A murder accident. <laughs> Get in the paddy wagon. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a great idea for a comic, man. Thanks. Wait, is it really his daughter took over? Yeah, I believe so. That's what I read at the back of. Have you been reading seasons? The whatever they're on right now. I have to catch up. I that's am... how I put it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by Whedon Con. Uh, well, actually, uh, oh, you know, let's talk about this really quickly. Because uh, it'll only take a second. If you live in the Los Angeles area, and if, if you don't, that's fine. Look into your local resources because mm-hmm. it might be a similar situation. But if you live in the Los Angeles area uh, and you are a card-holding member of the Los Angeles Library, which is, it means you went to the library and you're like, I live here. <laughs> uh, can I have a library card, please? Uh, you have access to the online library as well, the e-library, which includes every single Buffy comic that Dark Horse has put out, as well as every single Angel and Faith comic oh, that uh, yes. Dark Horse has put out. So you can just read them. To my knowledge, it's can every... Can I read it on my iPad? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I hesitated. Yeah. I don't know why it has to be... No, only a Dell, <laughs> a Dell 1997 laptop. 
Yeah. You're getting Adele and an e-library. Yeah, so you can, if you want to catch up on this. I thought you said Adele for a second. I got really distracted. I was like, Adele? And then when you said that joke, for some reason in my mind, instead of going, hello, I did the, is it me you're looking for instead of her actual song? And then I got really confused. I know, Archie. I'm not crazy about Adele. I'm all for Adele, but she's not. Uh, pass. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> pass? Pass. That's a huge reaction. What about you, Holland? Like Underrated Adele. or overrated? I Adele. Like Adele. She's great. It's Adele is one of those people where that's not even that's not necessarily my genre of music per se. Would you give her a pass? No, I like Adele. <laughs> You're right. I think it would be an insane reaction <laughs> to say the word pass in accordance to Adele. <laughs> like, I like the Skyfall song. Great. Great I won't song. pass that one. Yeah. You mean skip? Skip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. when you're playing trivia and you just can't get it and you're just like, ah, pass. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like if I was in like a game and and and, and her music started playing and there's no pass. and the way you win is you enjoy the music pass. you're listening to. Oh pass. It's like, pass. all right, here's Adele. Uh 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 pass. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're going on to spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. So, uh, wait, so cliff notes versus spark notes. Because I feel like it's one of those things, like, is the technical term for those cliff notes, mm-hmm. or is it like a generational thing where it's like, because like... Oh, that's interesting. What a good question. Well, spark notes is, I think, an official right. company. Because I know spark so notes, notes. Yeah, because I know mm, spark notes is like a website. Because right? like, I refer to it as spark notes, but I'm like, is it more 90s? Like, was it Cliff Notes before it was Spark Notes? Or is like, one Because the they were both the term? books. Yeah. It was, the, both were, like, these little SAT prep pamphlets. Where yeah. it's like, did you read Hamlet? You should have. You did it. Here's a pamphlet. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. I've pounded some Spark Notes in my day. That was not necessarily the best. Like, you went to the bar, and you're just like, bar, barkeep. Spark notes. Yes. Mm. I want some Pride and Prejudice. And... I don't want to find out what Lydia gets up to outside of bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think Cliff Notes is like the generalized term as well. No? Oh, okay. no, well, that's what I was just asking. It's like the, what's it called? Genericide, right? When like uh, a specific company term is used so much that Yeah, it's... like if you Google something. Genericide? Yeah. I'm going to Google it. Like you can Google something with Yahoo according to colloquial language, right? It kind of gets rid of the purpose of... Oh, Like man. your brand... For example, uh, Kleenex, right? Could just be any tissue paper, any right. nose tissue. Yeah. Uh, Band-Aid. A... Band-Aid is another one. It's just an adhesive yeah. strip. Yep. Uh, cocaine, believe it or not. No, cocaine or heroin. One of those two was actually was a brand, and it got so popular, which is unfortunate, that <laughs> <laughs> that it uh, that they actually um, the company folded, <laughs> which is good because they were selling either cocaine or heroin, so Terrible. they had it coming. Yeah, I mean they're doing well now. <laughs> no, they're bankrupt. They're bankrupt oh. like the nineteen tens. Oh, okay, okay. Nineteen tens. What a weird. If I could go back in time, no, 1910s was exciting because like early cinema, right? But I'd still go back to the 1910s and go like, and then like to like someone who was like 50 in the 1910s, I would probably go back and be like, you'll get to see the 1920s hopefully, but things yeah. will get pretty bad and then a lot better 
I'm so sorry. You probably should have been born in the 1950s. I feel like being born 1950s onwards, you're you're gonna see some pretty cool stuff, right? Gramophones become turntables. Yeah, but we already saw all that, and we didn't have to fight in the wars. Oh no, uh, yeah, but <laughs> onwards. I was gonna say so. <laughs> so onwards. I'm doing the research. Cliff Notes and Spark Notes are pretty much like the same thing. They're just two different sites you can use. But the best is this Yahoo Answers that I was trying to figure out like what the I difference is. I love Yahoo was. Answers. Uh, Cliff Notes or Spark Notes. Which would be better to use to review for a 35-question story test on Tuesday? I was supposed to read the book, but I can't sit through and read the whole thing. It's too boring. Update. Thanks, guys. I need more answers, though. It's Treasure Island. <laughs> Update two. <laughs> I'm not doing a report. I just have to read the book to take a decent-sized test on it. So I don't have to worry about plagiarism. Thanks for an- thanks for your answer. You didn't like Treasure Island? <laughs> <laughs> the Muppets made a great movie out of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> or Treasure Planet? Yeah. Yeah. With uh, was it w- w- Third Eye Blind? No, it wasn't Third Eye Blind. Who did the music? Goo Goo Dolls. What's his name for the Goo Goo Dolls? Yeah, right? but that's also, not good. The, the best the best, <laughs> the best answer to this question is uh, Treasure Island isn't that long. Just read it. Use the club <laughs> notes. Great. Use the club notes to review after reading the book. It's a really great read. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, it is. It's not that long. Just, just read the book. Long John Silver? What a guy. Yeah. He's good. He's bad. He's good. He's bad. Oh, God. This is, Kinda this like, is all from eight hmm. years ago, which makes it even better. Wow. Man, it was... Okay, it's so like when we were growing up, I feel yeah. like we didn't have, up until maybe halfway through high school or so, very... Like, for example, I couldn't reference in class Wikipedia. No. If I was discussing something. It just was not, like, no one treated it like any factual, like, collection of information. Yeah, I don't even think I knew about it back then. Uh, I think I started, like, maybe, I had to, I would have to click on the act- links at the bottom of Wikipedia page to go to the article. Mm. And even still, people are like, we don't really want you using too many websites. Like, you should just go to the library. Oh, yeah, websites were frowned upon. Yeah. I didn't mess with, like, Sparknotes until high school, and it was when we started reading Shakespeare, because I would still read, like, all of the books we were reading, but I would go do the Sparknotes because I wouldn't always get the language. So mm-hmm. it was like I would read it and then double-check and make sure I understood what was happening. So it was like yeah. I would read it twice. Here's, okay, here's an issue I have with, with Sparknotes and Cliff Notes and that sort of... Uh, 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 approach or summarization uh, specifically with Shakespeare that I've noticed a lot of times it bends the reading of the text mm-hmm. because I know they want to stay super just like this is indisputably the facts right like Juliet's a Capulet <laughs> Romeo's a Montague fact but like for example it's like they fell like there's a certain things maybe it's just because I love theater so much <laughs> what can I say I'm cultured where <laughs> where they're just like you know Juliet falls in love and cannot live without Romeo that's not like that she says stuff but you could also read it as like she doesn't want to get married off and romeo's the only way out and like getting wed to him is at least like a choice of free you know like i feel like lots of times it pushes us in like a weird direction Mm. i mean i would say she loved him (laughs) cool and we could talk about that but if you wrote a book and you're like if you're taking a test say this i don't think she could not live without him Except when she finds out that he's dead and decides to kill herself. <laughs> but but she find when she wakes because I just saw that I saw Romeo and Juliet in the opera house when I was in Australia, oh. and I got thinking um, about some stuff. But like when she wakes up, like for okay, uh, I don't know, like she really doesn't want to be dead, right? Like right before she takes the po- the potion, she's just like, what? Wait, what if I actually die? Or what if I'm stuck in there? Like all she's scared of it. So really, this is like the lesser of all evils is ending up with Romeo. <laughs> And then she wakes up and Romeo's dead, dead. But she doesn't know that Paris is dead, right? 
She, she hasn't seen Paris dead. No, at no point does she know that. And then Fryer is just like messing about like a freaking, like a, a, a DuckTales background character. Where he's just like, oh, they're coming. I screwed up. And then he just flies off. I think that the true subtext there is that priests are deceitful and have plans. <laughs> and have plans that they what was think. His plan? Well, well, his plan was for them to get together. but Oh, like, well, I see terrible. what you mean. It's a terrible plan. You mean they're really bad. So His like, po- his, like dead poison trick plan. They're like, yeah, priest. Sounds great. So our reboot <laughs> of Ocean's Eleven with all priests should probably get shelved. Oh, yeah. Yeah? No, you can't do anything about priests. <laughs> I just feel like whenever you're too in much a situation negative connotation. where, like, whenever you're in a situation where there could be a very big misunderstanding, <laughs> I just feel like we need to be better at communication. Like, look, you're going to pretend to be dead. Should we tell? No, yeah. No, don't worry. We won't tell anyone this is going to work. Fine. Mm. Do not worry about I it. I hate, like, in Bollywood rom-coms, there's <laughs> no. always a thing where it's just, like, someone's like, hey, really quickly, I have to take a picture. I got there to take a picture hugging a stranger. Can I hug you? And they hug, and the love interest comes around the corner at that time, and it's like, you know what? I know that we have a wedding that's, like, $2 million on the budget, but it's canceled, and I'm moving to Switzerland because I saw you hugging somebody. And I feel like they could have been like, no, literally this person came up and said like, I if need you, to if you just think about real life and like the little misunderstandings that can fuck shit up, think about something that could be considered a giant misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And maybe, yeah. maybe there should be more. Like I know I understand yeah. these are these are fictional pieces right. of literature or film or whatever, but still, like yeah. logically, like like I think they have weapons thought. of mass destruction. It's a little more thought <laughs> to these plants. <laughs> Uh, another thing that annoys me in this, in that with that trope, yeah. similar to that trope, is the "we're breaking up" trope, where it's just always so funny. Mirror, it's just like I'm breaking up. We're breaking up. It's like, yeah, that's how it would happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going into a tunnel. Also, we're breaking up. <laughs> like, why did why, whatever? I think that's people's anxieties and low self esteem is projected into into those into those moments. Agreed. Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. <laughs> No, I don't think truth can ever be stranger than all of fiction put together. I think that no truth is stranger than Lord of the Rings. I don't think that any truth is stranger than an army of trees. (laughs) Like, I challenge truth to be that strange. (laughs) And you're open to it, truth. You're like... And if you're able to beat me on that, I've got a whole, literally a library of fiction that I can still go to. Belle, she goes into a house that's run by a beast. Like <laughs> yeah, and all the little things yeah. talk to her. Although I guess that's not really in the book. It's still fiction. True. I mean, it didn't have to be. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm of course referring to the novelization of the Disney film, Which the Oscar-nominated yeah. Disney film Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah. Do you guys know it was Oscar nominated? Uh, yeah, it was the first know. animated feature ever nominated. <laughs> I I like all this. Yeah. Ever know. nominated in the best picture category huh. because the animated oh, Oscar crazy, did not exist oh, until wow, Shrek won. Is that the, weird? And the until only, Shrek won? And the only reason that it exists is because Jeffrey Katzenberg, who, uh, who from, runs We all DreamWorks, know from the Croods. Exactly. <laughs> hustled. Mm-hmm. To get an animated Oscar category created yeah. for Shrek to win it. Why did it take so long? What's your favorite animated film, Holland? Oh, dear. Zootopia was great. Oh, <laughs> Zootopia. I don't know. I love I'm sorry. I just... That's a really good answer, though. Uh, yeah, I, love I probably have a different one, but I just really like Zootopia right now. Alice in Wonderland. 
Yours is yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, probably Alice in Wonderland. Or I watched Snow White a lot growing up, but I don't think Snow White would still be my favorite. Uh, Snow White freaks me out. I don't like birds stepping on pies. The best part of Snow White is the dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> They're so great. You said it like it was going to be one scene. It was like... <laughs> It's, yeah. They're so awesome. They're great. They, and then they like go save her. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what about you, Omar? Aladdin? Didn't you say that? I, Aladdin would probably have to be my favorite animated. Yeah. Toy Story is a very that. close oh, second. Oh, yeah. Toy Story is... Toy Story is definitely... Hmm. Yeah. This wasn't Jeez. necessarily a tangent, because I don't think there's any intention of going back to the episode. <laughs> I think we did the episode. Yeah, yeah. we did the episode. Uh, the last thing I'll say about it is... Love that Faith is so great. Faith is awesome. And that she's just kind of chilling in this one. Mm-hmm. She's like taking Oswald. She's contributing. She's using the Trank gun. Yeah. Her and Buffy can kind of like split up. The fact that they've got two Slayers on the field like completely changes the situation. You know one thing I love about Buffy the Vampire Slayer? And I just got to say like having some weeks off and like getting back to like watching it and just like knowing what's coming and just like listening to the theme. I just, I'm so excited. What I love is in Buffy, characters bounce back so heavily and readily mm. like for example faith she, it could have totally been a character where it's like she seems super strong and confident and we find out that she's not and then the rest of the show she's not or that's the last episode we see her in right mm-hmm. where it's like now she's just like scared and sniveling but she that's not it no. characters are very dimensional they'll have issues and then they'll come back for the next fight mm-hmm. you know like yeah. we take care of our business and then we you know suit up and then there's another problem and then we suit up again and that's just what life is. Whereas I feel like even shows that I enjoy, like Game of Thrones and stuff like that, if a character screws up, it kind of just becomes their thing. Mm-hmm. And people are just like, John, you screwed up. And it's going to come for you. Yeah. yeah. That's John. all I have to say on that. Joan. <laughs> yeah. From Game of Thrones. Joan Snow. <laughs> Joan Snow. Uh, yeah. I don't really watch the show. I <laughs> just listen to the neighbors listening to it. Uh, so. I think one of them is named Joan. Yeah. Just, yeah. I wonder if that show will get its enthusiasm back. Ugh, no, I can't remember. Because no. the last season, <laughs> not to go too, we won't go too deep into this, but I would say that definitively the last season punctured the holes in the sails of people being excited. Kind of stabbed in the show. back a little bit. Yeah. Well, also the gimmick of last betrayed. season where each episode was a different like tragedy play. Like literally yeah. they took something from a different tragedy play. Mm-hmm. Was interesting. There's no Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, little disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Where was Juliet? And this season they've gone beyond the books, so now it's like no one knows what's gonna happen. Yeah. And if they don't recapture the enthusiasm, I don't know where they're gonna go. I mean, that's kind of what they did with Walking Dead, where it's like, oh, we have these comics, but we switched it up enough from the comics that you don't necessarily know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Because I feel like people were really excited about Walking Dead, people were really excited about Game of Thrones. You could read up to a certain point and kind of know what was happening, and then they were like, no, but we need to switch it up, so like, you can still be surprised by this, but then it, it's hard because you're just like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen, and... Yeah. Can I pitch like- my... Game of Thrones next season opening. Uh huh. There's a village. The White Walkers have broken through the wall. They're storming this village. They're running at it. And no uh-huh. one has any, like the Dragonstone or whatever, right? That you need to kill them. Yeah. And suddenly, one of the heads of the White Walkers is lobbed off. And the body sways and wobbles, falls down behind the White Walker. Frey with the scythe. Yeah, yeah. Turns into a Frey show. Yep. And it's just Frey. I'm in. So. Oh, they're making me back. Can I uh, share something really funny that's in this Dusted book? Yes. Yeah. 
so they always have the at the end of the day section. At the end of the day, for about Beauty and the Beasts, probably the worst Buffy episode up to this point, and the last what? filler episode before season three goes into overdrive, which I don't think is necessarily true. I don't I think they see know. bad eggs. I think they kind of, I think they kind of missed a point because I, I think that what we think see it as is there is no. Filler. This isn't a filler episode. No. Because it's like, I think that we've talked about this before, but if we haven't, even the stories that are about villains or plots that don't necessarily continue, yeah. there are character consequences every single episode of Buffy. No character is the same at the beginning of an episode as they are at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, filler, what are you talking about? Oz, Angel? It's like... A lot of stuff yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah, Imagine if just like come on this podcast and defend yourself. <laughs> Sorry, that's not an you official guys are invitation. Great. You guys are great. I uh, yeah, it's not. That's an official invitation. There you go. Uh, and that's our bell. Ooh. But Ooh. we are not completely out of time. Don't worry because we are going to do something called an extracurricular activity. I practiced it while I was abroad, and I said I put marbles in my mouth oh. like in the King's Speech, and oh, I great. did it every day for awesome. seven hours. We're going to do an extracurricular activity where we're going to make something up on the spot inspired of the episode. It's completely unplanned. Again, we probably should at some point plan it, but we're not going to. Never. <laughs> so, Holland, what are we doing this week? I'm like looking for my notes and trying to find something lighthearted. Uh, uh, I think we should do. Uh, I think we should show Oz's night out. Yeah, just do like, like a baby's day yeah, out, yeah, but we'll with it. Oz. It'll be like one of those fun like eighties, uh, nineties. Uh, uh, yeah, eighties or nineties, right? Like movie trailer for like. And you want to do an eighties, nineties movie? Yeah, trailer? I kind of want it to be like a like a guess who's talking now type. Like, <laughs> kind of three men and a baby sort of yeah, thing. Three men and a baby, yeah, just, just like baby movies. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, you get it. All right. All right. Ba da ba da while some people sleep, he's hitting the streets. That's right. This werewolf isn't looking for silver, because that would kill him. He's looking for a good old time. All right. Store's closed. The arcade is closed. It's not open. I'm leaving... The arcade. What do you mean the arcade's closed? What? What are you doing here? But I want to. I'm playing this game. I have, I have quarters on this register. That's I have a at least full five quarters moon on this tonight. register. I'm getting out of here. I'm if you telling wanna... my mom about this. But did she tell her mom about it? No, because she made an unlikely friend that night that at first seemed kind of scary. What? Stranger danger, don't come near me. I'm walking home to go tell my mom about the arcade. Oh, no, no, no. The arcade's open? What? No, no, it's closed. That's, that's why I'm going to go home and complain to my mom. But mother. it's just us. We could play all night. Uh, I don't I get don't up very so. often. <laughs> Usually I'm a high school boy. This doesn't sound like a very good idea at all. I challenge you to DDR. That challenge turned into an unlikely friendship. You want cheeseburgers? Yeah. Let's get cheeseburgers. Chili fries. They danced all night until their legs hurt and the fur grows. Now it's it's Mario Kart apparently. But things really pick up when they accidentally get a truck full of drugs that was supposed to go to a Cuban mafia mob. All right. 
now that the Cuban border is going to be open in about 10 or something years, what we got to do is we got to move the goods, move the goods while the goods ain't good. Hey, boss. Hey, boss. Eh? I just opened the package. This ain't the drugs. This is dog toys. Die. Oh, oh what was that? <laughs> straight to VHS. This fall. Or was it summer? Who even cares? Oz's Night Out. Oz's Night Out, rated BG. Um, I think that we downgraded that movie. I think we downgraded that movie from in theaters at theatrical release. And by the end of the trailer, I think it went straight to VHS. Yeah. <laughs> and it got bumped from a summer release to a fall release. <laughs> so you know yeah. it's just gonna Yeah, be they want to just embed it in Oscar season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh man! I think it worked. It was you know Oz got out and then he could speak and he ran into a young, eager child. Child and they became it's arcade like friends. Eight. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then they went got cheeseburgers and chili cheese fries. Yeah. And then they stopped a Cuban drug ring, which is a really '90s <laughs> plot yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Kids so always stop drugs. Film. Yeah, always. Yeah. Good job, kids. All right. I think it's because drugs are bad. Out. Yeah, I would watch it's like it. Pinball I'd watch drug. It. Pins, you know, is that the? Uh, what are drug pins? What do you <laughs> know that we don't? What's a drug pin? It's not kingpin. <laughs> it's like a pin you wear when you do drugs. <laughs> oh like god, other yeah. drug users know. Oh, you're that guy's. It's drugs. like a Disney pin trading thing. Exactly. Yeah, so your drug is on the pin. It's like a secret thing, but it's not because you're literally wearing a label that probably establishes that you do drugs. Thank you so much for listening to our discussion uh, of Beauty and the Beasts. In season three, uh, season three is so great. I'm so glad that we're we're going to be kicking it. Uh, according to Dusted, we are just about to get started, and we're done with all the filler episodes. So I can't wait <laughs> to really this, ramp it up. And with this crappy episode that discussed serious issues like <laughs> abusive relationships, yeah, good riddance. Establish the Nocturne Doctrine. Wait, Nocturne. <laughs> <laughs> you, Everything is just changing by the end. Well, this is like a Buffy episode where yeah, just everything's different. Yeah, you phrased it a lot better because in my notes it just says, Buffy is a show about bad boyfriends. And it says, this episode is about abuse. And like the way you phrase it was actually a lot better. The like, Noxon oh. Doctrine? Yeah, that sounds a lot nicer. Than the Noxon Doctrine is that men are beasts. Which they are. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you, Chris? <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Romanti. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Amontioc or performing across the greater Los Angeles area with a musical improv troupe called Robot Teammate and the Accidental Party or hosting a new thing I do is we have a little Hamilton sing-along club called Hamilton's LA. And that's fun, too. And then I've got music videos on Anna Fantastic, which I haven't done for in a while, but they're still there if you want to watch me sing about The Hobbit. You do. <laughs> How about you, Holland? Where can people find you? Hi, uh, I'm Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter, at Holland Farkas, Facebook, Holland Farkas, Instagram, Farkland. Um, and you can find me on the Rocket Jump Twitch, twitch.tv slash Rocket Jump on Wednesdays and Fridays from 3 to f- uh, three to 6 uh, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, the Rocket Jump Now team, which is me and two other people, put out videos on a weekly basis on Wednesdays on Rocket Jump YouTube channel. What about Telltale Hard XL? Telltale Hard XL, yeah, youtube.com slash user slash Telltale Hard XL. Still there. We blew the dust still, off that one. Still no new videos. Uh, but there <laughs> are some one. videos. But there's still old ones, yeah. Yeah, there's a video of me uh, d- doing the cup song. There's there's a bunch of random videos of me. I think From Pitch Perfect? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's you were in a way older one. I was in Pitch Kendrick, Perfect, right? yeah, you know. Uh, Pitch Perfect 2, you sorry. You Pitch Perfect 2? No. Too? no. <laughs> uh, there's just a bunch of random 
uh, videos of me doing random things on YouTube. I'm gonna catch up on my Telltale Heart XO should, one day. We should do a day. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Omar. Omar. You can always find me at youtube.com slash two bro geeks. That's the number two bro geeks. Uh, videos will be going up soon for that because mm-hmm. I want to kick off something really, uh, I won't say quite yet, but it's uh, less. I don't, I don't like how YouTube is like so like just watch me do a thing and talk about my opinions about things. I want to like inspire people and like do interactive content. So that'll be happening soon. Uh, as well as my own personal YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Omar Najam, where I put up new videos every weekday. Nice. Yeah. Every oh, weekday? Every week, well, every weeknight around 6 p.m. Ooh. Pacific. Uh, yeah. You can also find me on oh, Twitter wow. at Omar Najam as well as at number two broke geeks. And you can always find me here at Sunnydale Study Group. You can find anything and everything related to Sunnydale Study Group at SSG Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Sunnydale Study Group, and on Instagram, Sunnydale Study Group. And I just want to take this little bit of time to say a huge thank you to everyone who interacts with us online because it is such a... Like, everyone is so cool and Mm -hmm. funny and invested in Buffy, and it's just the greatest. Mm -hmm. And keep sending your Slayer stances. Yep. Yeah, we've got a few that are coming in, but and maybe we'll just keep that a whole season long those, thing. I would love to. Buttons? They're on their way. They're in the mail. They just cool. stopped at uh, Mozambique. Last <laughs> I checked, they are in a luggage thing that's getting all the stickers. You know yeah. how like there's stickers oh, yeah. at different places. Yeah. And they put them on luggage. In real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so that's awesome. the next movie trailer that we'll do is <laughs> Luggage Day Out. The Adventures of the Stickers. <laughs> or the Sticker of the Pins. <laughs> the Sisterhood of the Traveling Stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, guys, thank you so much for all of your support and all of your engagement. It is so much fun and it's so great. And if you have anything to share or anything you want to shout out on the podcast, please let us know. Uh, we are more than happy to do it. Um, and also, I mean, we have some time, but if you're going to be at WonderCon, we will be at WonderCon in different capacities. So come say hi to us at WonderCon. That is at the end of March. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's only like two weeks away. Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy to think about. Oh, geez. That's uh, three weeks before our San Francisco trip. Yeah, we're, we're going to be doing a planned. major San Francisco So if we talk trip. about it on the podcast, then it will happen. Right? <laughs> and if yep. we can't make it to San Francisco, I'll just take it to Soarin' Over California. <laughs> Ooh. And you can just see the Golden Gate Bridge there. Oh, that's cool. I'll take it we'll be back next week with another episode of course uh, cutting through season 3 and we've got some awesome guests for season 3 so please please stay subscribed (laughs) stay tuned doesn't quite work don't leave stay tuned stay tuned I mean I use it don't change the dial like on your iPod classic Uh, (laughs) tuned in please stay tuned in All right, we'll be back next week. Until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you then. Bye. intro but about this episode oh my god that's so smart yeah i don't even know that whole intro yeah
It's we should like, do that. The, I just the tails all the time thing. That'd be great. Yeah, the, we should the, do the that. It's Mrs. Potts. Potts. It's Mrs. Potts. No, not Mrs. Potts. The like, or we could do that one too. Wait, which one were you talking about? I was about? thinking bonjour. Like, yeah, bonjour. Oh my god, I was thinking of the tails all the time. Right there goes that Scott guy. He is lame like always, and he is kissing Buffy in public. And it's like, oh my god, what's she doing? Is she actually kissing that guy? <laughs> no, we don't have to. We don't have to. This doesn't have to be it. That's not what I know. I I just need to rewatch Beauty and the Beast. 